Welcome to the Beyond Jiu-Jitsu podcast. This is episode number 86. And today we got a little bit of a different topic. We're going to be talking about our personal top five BJJ accomplishments, moments, highlights. He's talking about what? Introduce yourself, Kieran. My name is Kieran. Introduce yourself, Adam. <laughs> My name's Adam. Let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> Kieran Lefebvre here, blue belt under Adam Childs. Yeah, we're here to talk about uh, top five jiu-jitsu accomplishments slash, you know, not necessarily accomplishments, but I just wanted to talk about kind of some of my my top moments, mm. okay? For me, obviously, where I am in my career, it's going to be, if we did this episode again in a year's time, maybe I would remove one thing and add something different. Mm. But but for you, obviously, if we did this again in a year, all five of your top five might change, yeah. you know, because it's still at the beginning of your, of your jujitsu journey. So, but even then, I'm sure there's been, you know, two, three, four, five things that have accomplishments, the wrong word. I'm sure there's moments where you've been like, oh, you know, whether it was a, a, a you had an epiphany on some technique where it just clicked mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, because I've had heaps of moments that in terms of on a, uh, you know, a professional sport point of view are so insignificant, like it's, it's a nothing. But for me, it was a significant moment right? Because whether it was, like I said, something just clicked and you were like, oh, you know, something happened and it was super significant to you. Yeah. So that's what I wanted to talk about. Some of our our top moments in jujitsu. Yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> Scratched them all out. Okay. I, miss, miss, I, I did not understand the assignment. <laughs> you go first, Adam. <laughs> um, so- I do first uh, one that I kind of want to want to say, but also not say because. Well, don't say it, bro. <laughs> all right, next. <laughs> no, well, kind please. of go, goes without saying, I guess. Uh, you know, yeah, one of my my top moments or accomplishments would be, uh, you know, getting my black belt, mm. but it's kind of a bit cliche. I think that one's a, a gimme. So I don't necessarily. Because yeah. three of mine. <laughs> no, you can do yours because you're- first strap, yeah. my second strap. <laughs> yeah. First strap, second strap, third strap, fourth strap, blue belt, done, yeah, episode done. over. <laughs> um, yeah, because, you know, that's, uh, yeah. I, I you got to include it. You're a black belt. Okay, if, let's. You got to include it. If if like someone listening to this and be like, if he doesn't say if I can get in black belt, well, we got it out of the way, you know. Well, okay, we can talk a little bit about it. Uh, Do we have to? Well, because it, w- <laughs> it no was slightly anticlimactic for me. And I'll tell you why. It's actually, it's interesting because my, my only black belt at the moment as of recording is Joey from Jungle Brothers from Bulletproof for BJJ. And they did an episode on their podcast talking about, you know, Joey getting his black belt and me just spending a lot of time with Joey talking to him as well about, you know, it's something you, if you're pursuing jujitsu, you think about it a lot and you see other people get their black belts and you think what, what your moment's going to be like. And long story short, I remember Joey saying in in that episode and just talking to him that when it happened, it was kind of just, you know, I don't know if surreal is the right word, but it 
it just wasn't, it took some time until it sunk in, I guess. And I remember for me leading up to it, I got my black belt at a, like an expo sort of thing. It was in Vegas at the- World Masters Championship 2019. Uh, 2018. Fuck. <laughs> Wrong shirt. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's and it was kind of at this sort of seminar thing we had with Fabio and that, and it was, yeah, like it was cool, but it, I'll tell you why it was anticlimactic because there was only one, one maybe two of my training partners from Brazil who happened to be there, and leading up to it, like I'd spent my whole jiu-jitsu career in Brazil, I saw all fellow teammates get belts and whatever and give their speeches and I just always sort of envisioned getting my black belt like at, at my home gym so in why Brazil. Didn't, why wasn't it in Cause, Brazil? Because yeah. I had already moved uh. to to um I'd already moved to Australia as a brown belt. I'd moved back and um and I'd been back to Brazil as no was did I go I don't think I went back to Brazil as a brown belt by the time I'd gone back to Brazil I'd already got my black belt because I would I was seeing Fabio like even though I had moved back to Australia I saw him in Atlanta at the Alliance headquarters there and then I saw him twice in Vegas so I still traveled and saw him and trained with him just not not in Brazil uh but yeah I always just and I remember you know I'd played through my head so many times like what I would say in my speech. And it was always in my head, it was always in Portuguese because it was going to be happening. In you want to give your speech now, Adam. I'll mute my mic. <laughs> Take it away. Give your, give your speech in and, Portuguese. And you'll have to put all the subtitles. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then it happened in Vegas and it was fine, but it was a, in front of a bunch of people I don't know. What was cool though was that it wasn't just Fabio. Gigi was that Gigi and Jacare were there, the other two founders of Alliance. Bernardo Faria was there, someone who I've mm. known for many years. Cobrinho was there. But oh God, this is so this is so cringe. Fuck, I hate I don't know where the video is. Someone has the video. And I didn't even know this happened until my friend Ari was like, bro, you just ghosted Cabrinha so hard. So I don't know Cabrinha that well. Like I've met him, I've trained with him, but uh, he wasn't. He had already left Alliance Sao Paulo when I was there. So he's not like Lange and Bernardo and that who they were there training at the same time as I was there. He had already moved to the US. And yeah, so I got my black belt and oh, there's a video of this somewhere. God, it's so cringe. There's so Fabio give me the black belt and I like shake his hand and hug him. And then there's Jacare, shake his hand, hug him. Then there's Gigi, shake his hand, hug him. Then there's Bernardo, shake his hand, hug him. And then there's Cabrinha right there. And I'm caught up in the moment. And as like I would have turned to Cabrinha, and Cabrinha's got his hand out to shake my no. head. Fabio's like tapped me on the shoulder and said, You've got to give a speech. And I just turned around. Oh. And just come, and then you see Cabrini just go, oh, and then he just pulls his phone out. Oh no, <laughs> bro, it's so bad. <laughs> and then, and then That's I, hilarious. and then I message, and then I didn't know, like I didn't even know this happened, yeah, like because yeah, yeah. it was all just in the moment, and yeah. like I said, it was at a seminar. There were hundreds of people, and unintentional, I just, right? Un- completely unintentional. Mm. But then when like Ari sent me the video and he, and I was like, oh, right. dude, I felt sick to my stomach. I was like, oh my God. And I straight away, I messaged Cabrinha and I was like, dude, like, no, like, the, like 
I didn't mean for that to happen. What do you it, say? It just, so I was like, it just Fabio tapped me on the shoulder. He said, you got to give it a speech. I was so overwhelmed. Man, I said something along. I wonder if I've still got the message actually. <laughs> Hang on. It's like 20 paragraphs, tears soaked. I love you. Let me see if I'm. Don't hate me. Nah, so, yeah, it's like I don't have gone. the message there anymore. Uh, but yeah, and I was like, man, you're like, you're one of my idols. I would never do anything to disrespect you. Please, man, yeah, yeah. like, I'm so sorry. It was just, <laughs> oh, I can't believe I didn't shake your hand then when you yeah, went yeah. to congratulate me. I got so overwhelmed. Please, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Bruh. He just like ghosted me. <laughs> oh. he, just, he just left it on red, bro. He never wrote back and I haven't spoken to him since. Fuck, man. <laughs> That's a real downer. I feel- oh, bro. I have like- so bad. I have secondhand <laughs> embarrassment right now. I have yeah, that. I know, right? <laughs> oh, I hate cringe shit. I can't stand cringe. I don't know. Yeah, but then but then I just, you know- Ah, fuck it. No after a while, I was like- Hey, fuck you, bro. Like Lucky man. you ghosted me, bitch. Yeah. I was like, yeah, okay, you're one I of the best. You're one of the best jujitsu fighters of all time. But like, fuck you, bro. Like it was my moment then and I got swept up in it. And yeah, don't make this about you, Cabrinha. Yeah. Yeah, man. Okay. I know if you look at that video, it looks terrible, but fuck, man. Like I couldn't have given you a more sincere apology. You don't need man, fuck you. And, yeah. But anyway, don't, don't worry about it. Tell us what you really think, Adam. Don't tell him I said that. Cabrinha, so, don't listen to this episode. I'm sure you're a big <laughs> listener of our podcast. Uh, so, <laughs> but anyway, black, so, black I mean, belt. it's obviously, yeah, like getting, getting a black belt was always one of my goals. So, I mean, I would say it's probably my biggest, one of my biggest accomplishments in life. Mm. Last episode on episode 85, we were talking about opening a gym and I, 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 said how I didn't go to uni. I actually didn't even finish. Well, I finished the first part of high school, but mm. then the elective part of high school, I, I didn't choose to do. So uh, I didn't have a, a fallback, you know, so it's, it's, I don't have some other degree or anything. It's my biggest professional accomplishment for sure, because as anyone listening would know, I'm not a world champion or anything. So I don't have any of those accomplishments. So I got to make ones up. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, your turn, bro. Fuck, uh, uh, man, mine is like- I know they're next yeah. to mine. They're going to sound shit. Mine's shit ass. But like I'm okay. looking at my list. I'm like scratching do, shit do out. Like, fuck, okay, hang on. Let me give another one. So now let me give one that's more of a moment. Okay. Okay. Yep. So it's- so A you're, shitty one. Got so it. you're a bit more on board with what, what I'm talking about. Send it. Full send. So one of my best moments in-, in jiu-jitsu was and i've might have told this on the podcast before but i'll just rehash uh, <laughs> another tell <it> anecdote <laughs> tell, tell the anecdote again so we were doing this uh specific training in so you've heard this before you're already <laughs> nodding so yeah. you so why don't you do yours you know what i'm trying to say no no no. please please the listeners the it's listeners, all about the listeners. The listeners. It's, about, it's not about me adam it's about them we love you whatever cabrinha <laughs> if this becomes an insult, this podcast is going to get a lot of hate. Like, why do these guys no, hate no, Cabrini so no. much? Cabrini's a dude, bro. He's, I mean, he's all, he's always been super nice to me and everything, except <laughs> since I ghosted him. <laughs> oh shit! Oh god, I'm feeling sick just rethinking about it. Uh, yeah. So we're doing, we were doing this specific training, and it was and you point were, specific. Yep. You had to score points to to like win to stay in and then your partner would change and i was with this guy vitor was his name 
about the same size as me, but a little bit like more muscly. So he probably had five to 10 kilos on me. I was a purple belt. He was a brown belt. And I was with him half guard on the bottom and there were a bunch of people in their groups and Fabio was like, all right guys, keep going until like points are scored. Then we're done. And yeah, every other group had finished except ours. And yeah, I remember we were there for ages and the whole class is waiting for us. And then Fabio's like, come on guys, let's fucking go. And I remember, yeah, come like I kept trying to, he's so close to passing my half guard. I kept trying to sweep him and I ended up like coming up on a single leg. And then it was like, man, it was like, it was the world. It was the whole gym. This was comp training. And it's just like a whole gym packed with, you know, all my kind of idols. Like, yeah, like Bernardo and Lange and all these people and everyone's cheering. I've come up on the scene. They're like, hey, go out of go. Like I took him down and then like a comp, he's fighting with everything not to concede. And they're like, hey, everyone's screaming. And I like held it for the three seconds. And everyone was like, shit. And I was like, oh, I just like, I felt like, man, I felt superhuman. And even though that was just, wow, you swept someone in training, bro. Like that no. moment was, I mean, I don't have, you know, let's be real here. I don't have that moment and nor will I ever have that moment of sweeping someone with 10 seconds to go to win the world title. Not yeah, many people but, do. Let's be real. And that's true yeah. as well. Not many people do. Yeah. Like it didn't play out like that for me. But, you know, I've got these moments and that that moment is still, you know, really sort of like, oh, man, I just, I just still remember that 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 sweep, that training, and it was fucking awesome. And I remember just feeling like, yeah, me, I felt yeah, so boy. good. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no, so that, that's awesome. one of that's my sick. top moments, right, in jiu-jitsu. Yeah. yeah, it was just a sweep. And a lot of the moments will be, well, you had to be there. Like, mm-hmm. But it was important to me. Give us a moment, Kieran. All right. Well, I want to go to a moment now. I wasn't actually going to mention this one, but I have to. So my – most my fondest if you will moment in training has got to be <laughs> i know he listens to some of the episodes so apologize uh in advance to ollie but it was uh this one time where ollie a uh purple belt i was a white belt at the time i think maybe i might have been a blue belt by then but regardless he's purple belt he he basically had he, he had me in uh i think he had my back and he was like going for the choke. Basically, I was fucked. Like he he'd passed me, swept me, took my back, and I'm like I'm I'm in a bad position. However, the way it played out is I ended up. I think up, I know where this yeah. is going. You were a blue belt. This wasn't long ago. If this oh, is must going have been a blue belt. Yeah. So going. basically, what happened is I did the exact opposite to what Oli did to me. So he he passed my guard, took took me out, took my back, and tried to choke me. I then escaped, passed, swept him passed his guard into mount, took his back and then choked him out. <laughs> yeah, this wasn't that long ago. And yeah. Ollie was furious. Man, I remember he- <laughs> up, I didn't see it all happen, but I remember I remember ha- having Ollie be like, fuck. And he's just like slap it, like just bang down on the mat. It like it was stomped off, kicked the water bottle. <laughs> yeah, he was furious. But that's all right, man. He was man. only mad because of the way it played out. Yeah. Like he wasn't mad that he got subbed by me. Like he, no, know, it's, he, I mean, he gets it. But the fact that he passed me, mounted me, took my back and then let me escape, sweep him, pass him and mount him and take his back. Like it, it was the exact sequence in yeah. reverse. Yeah. And uh, man. Yeah, man. That's that's a top moment, right? Yeah, you know, funny. and he was. <laughs> Poor bastard. Yeah. There's times, man, I, I can't 
off the top of my head, I can't think of a specific one, but I've had heaps of moments in training where I've, I've lost my cool or yeah. I mean, I've left the gym sometimes pretty much like with my eyes watering, almost freaking crying. Cause it's yeah. been so tra- traumatic, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think anyone who pursues jujitsu enough, you got to have some level of competitiveness in you. And sometimes you know, the stars align and, you know, it's, you can lose your cool. I mean, I've never lost my cool as in had a fight break out or anything. I've seen teammates like start fighting, you know, when, when emotions run high, Mm -hmm. but when you put it, okay, this wasn't, I wouldn't describe it as a room full of competitors, but when you put a room full of competitors comp training and no one wants to concede even an, an advantage to the other person and, you know, People lose their cool sometimes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a top moment, bro. Yeah, it's pretty And funny. that, you know, and that might be a moment that'll resonate with you or at least be in your mind. Even, you know, like I was I just told a story about when I was a purple belt. Yeah. That was years ago. Yeah, you know, yeah, that yeah. that moment might stay with you for fucking, you know, you might be a black belt still being like, oh, I remember this time <laughs> I was training with this guy and this and this and this happened. Yeah. And it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that's a great moment. That's a great moment. All right. So on to the next one. Uh, this one, I guess you could talk about it being, uh, you know, I guess it's still more of a moment than than an accomplishment. Well, I guess it's probably competition-wise for me one of my my bigger accomplishments, which was not a big important competition. It was just winning a comp that paid my ticket to the US to fight the Pans, but it was just the mental battle I had for this comp. So JT, James from Bulletproof for BJJ, we know each other from Brazil. And he was doing my my S&C leading up to this competition. And it is the most punishing like, strength and conditioning I've ever done. I remember one workout in particular, man, like I think I think I I just became lactic acid. I just was one with lactic acid. I remember at the end of it, like I couldn't even stand up and he wouldn't let me sit down. He's like, no, 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 you got to get up, keep walking, keep like, walking. Tie your belt, boy. Keep walking. Dude, like it was horrible. Anyway, I prepared really hard for this competition. I had three fights. First one was some dude, I don't know, but then – the second fight was with a guy who the last time I fought him, he beat me and then I beat him. I can't remember how. And then the final was with another guy who had more recently beat me in a comp, in, in the local sort of Sao Paulo circuit. I say local, Sao Paulo's got like 35 million people. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Like, Shit, uh, I didn't even this, know that. The state of Sao Paulo has something like that, actually. Let's, and every time you talk Jamie about pull, Sao- Jamie, pull it yeah, up. Pull, pull it up, Jamie. Sao Paulo is a city, but it's also a state. Right. right? Every time you talk about Sao Paulo, for some reason, I imagine like some a, a place that's smaller than Sydney. Bro. I got that so wrong. Bro. Well, there you go. Uh, the metro area of Sao Paulo, so just the city- is 22 million. Holy shit. Well, I've got this completely fucking backward. Yeah. Um, the Let's see what the state, this is just like quick Google. I'm not looking at the census, so I'm not sure how. <laughs> how you haven't counted the census yourself. Yeah. yeah I'm, not, I'm not sure. That's what it says. The, the Sao Paulo metro area, yeah. they say is 22, uh, mil. is 22 million. Oh, right. Okay. Yep. There's a lot of people. So you're in the, the local? Yeah. Local circuit. <laughs> in, the, in the small, small local Sao Paulo circuit. Yeah. yeah. And then so the final I had to 
fight uh, the guy, a guy who had more recently beaten me. And so I just remember the I, – I don't personally have the strongest – competitor mentality you know like i've i've seen a lot of guys in the gym be destroy world champions but when it comes to competition they don't have the best comp competitor mentality you know and i think the mental side of of competing is a huge component and i feel quite confident in my ability to coach people with that because I've had competition success, but I also lack a lot of the sort of things that are needed to have to be a good mental competitor. So I can kind of really stand in that like, well, don't do this and this because it's what I do and it's wrong. You know, <laughs> anyway, so for me, it was a big mental hurdle to not only fight one dude, but fight two dudes that had I'd lost to, not previously as in, oh, when we were white belts. It was like the previous Most competition, recent. like yeah. super recent, I'd Fuck. lost to these guys. And yeah, and I had JT there coaching me. And I just remember in, in the final beating that guy with a moment where I kind of passed his guard, but he turned to turtle and or something and he tried to, or I had passed him and then he tried to turn to turtle, something like that. And I remember just like cross facing him so hard and just being like, no bro. And I just, I just felt him give up. Mm. Like I felt him just go, oh, I'm done. You've ever you've competed and, and your opponent has given up, you can sense it immediately. It's yeah, like blood in the water as a shark. so good. Yeah. And that winning those selectives, like that was, you know, okay, it's not, it ain't no black belt world title. It was mm. a blue belt competition, but it for me it felt really important. And, mm. you know, I didn't, unfortunately didn't go on to win the pans. I got bronze in weight and absolute. Uh this was when Bering Bolos first started coming out and I didn't get boloed, but I got swept from Bering Bolos and both matches I lost by just two points. And Fuck. both matches I had re-swept or taken down the opponent mm. in both weight and absolute that would have put me back in the lead, but both times we fell out of bounds. Uh, so yeah, big mistake of not yeah. having correct map management. Fuck. Anyway, just winning the selectives was awesome, you know. Winning the pants would have been better, but hey, <laughs> that was a that was a big important moment for me because it was also proof of uh, putting in hard work in preparation. Because I remember being tired in the final, and I remember just thinking, "It is, it's not possible that I'm more tired than this guy. Like it's 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 more it's 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 physically impossible. There's no way, you know, like." Water boils at 100 degrees. This dude's more tired than me. There's no – like I've prepared for this like nothing I have in my life. Dude, There's that little no mental way. cue, you, you taught me that fucking ages ago now and I use that even to this day. Not only in competition but in training as well. I, whenever I'm feeling gassed and like feeling – you know that little voice that just whispers to you like, just give up, bro. It's okay, just give up. <laughs> yeah. Anytime that – Mom? <laughs> anytime that little voice comes in my mind i just tell myself this, it, it is absolutely impossible that i am more tired than this person it just yeah. it cannot happen it's yeah. not possible yeah and uh yeah so that was a also proof of that that you you put in the work mm. and and that the re results will speak for themselves mm. it was also the first time i did a really good like uh, not weight cut i didn't have to lose much weight back then because i was younger and thinner but it was when I did cut weight 
I prepared nutritionally much better than previously and mm. it just all kind of came together. Yes, it was just as some small selective competition. Still. But it was the way it, I, I prepared for it and it all happened. It was significant to me. Yeah. Let's see. Back to you, bro. Give us another moment. Fuck. Well, I would have to say the my next big moment, um, I'm not going to – I was going to use like promotion and stuff, but I think – sticking with this theme of moments was winning my first blue belt comp. So I went into a, a comp. Uh, this is, this is the, the gi. Uh, I competed in both, but I lost my first no gi match, unfortunately, but um, winning my first comp at blue belt. Just remind me this comp. I, I remember I wasn't at this no, comp. No, this was, no one. was at the, this, is, this one was like uh, very start of this year. And it was like the first comp of the year. Just some local comp um, was uh, up it's in Sydney Olympic North, Park or nah, something. No, it was up in North Sydney. It was like right. like DY or something like okay. that. And um, so um, Alliance Northern Beaches was there in numbers. Um, so shout oh out to yes, Fab. yes, yes, that's We've right. We've had Fab on the the podcast before. Legend. Uh, anyway, so I I think it's so big because I went into the and I spoke about it on the, the podcast. The long term listeners would would remember the way we were talking about this beforehand. It was kind of like, what do I have to lose? You know, I just got promoted to Blue Belt like two months ago. This is my first comp at Blue Belt. Who gives a fuck? Like if I win, lose, draw, doesn't matter. Like just go in and 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 try my best. And I wasn't expecting to win. And I fucking just smashed the the the, the field. Like in, in Gi. It was just breeze through. And I'm like, hang on a minute. I am a blue belt. You know what I mean? It was that realization yeah. that hang on a minute. Like, holy shit. Yes, I just got promoted, but this goes back to, you know, many episodes we've spoken about belt standards and how, you know, not everywhere has the same standards. I'm not saying that my competitors weren't good. Like you know, the guy that I beat in the finals, he went on to the, in like a month later, he went down to Melbourne for the the national championship and he took that out uh, the same weight. So, you know, they're, they're good competitors, not talking shit about the field, but just having that realization that, hang on, bro, I can hang. Yeah. We, we can hang with the blue belts. This is, this is not, you know, the yeah, level difference isn't crazy. But that's the correct mentality. You know, some people get their next belt and then they go, oh, I don't I gotta you know, wait. wait. And man, you Doesn't wait until you're then a four stripe blue belt. You're putting all this pressure on yourself yeah. to be thinking that you're near your purple belt and then yeah. you get smoked. You know, exactly like you said, you got nothing to lose. Nothing. You go in and, you know, and that realization of like, hey, I, I am a blue belt. And someone such as yourself who competes, you know, like, I'm not going to give you a purple belt until, okay, I'm not going to give it to you going, okay, Kieran should be winning every comp at purple. Mm. No, but I'm not going to give it to you until I know you can hang at purple. Exactly. And, you know, have the potential to win at purple. Yeah. I don't think that's sandbagging. It's fucking standards, bitches. Yeah, it's standards. So yeah, you shouldn't, like I agree, particularly if you are a competitor. I mean, I'm just going to parrot you because this is all I know. <laughs> um, but like if you go from, if you're a competitor and you go from white to blue, you shouldn't go into your first blue belt comp and get absolutely smashed in the first round. No. Like by the, you know, it depends. Well, I mean, yeah, obviously. It, it can it happen, always, obviously, yeah. yeah, yeah, it always depends. Because then in, in conversely to that, in my no-gi fight, I was up against the guy um, and we ended up going to ref's, ref's decision and I, I lost on ref's decision. He he did end up winning, which it doesn't matter because as you've said before, no, man, like if if you lose a match, the guy that, that you lose to should, should be, be so fucked, fucked that, that they can't even stand, let alone win the next one, but yeah. whatever. So he, 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 um, I think he had been a blue belt for quite a while. Um, and, and it, regardless, I'm not trying to come up with excuses. I fucking lost on ref decision in, in Nogi. So if that was my only match of the day, then I would have, you know, lost first round in my first blue belt comp. Uh, so yeah. And I don't know. I think that was just a, a good realization for me that I am, 
a blue belt and I can hang. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, back to me, I guess. Mm. So this is definitely – this would probably be one of the more significant moments and it's definitely of, of, of opening the gym, mm. right? Like that was what I worked towards my whole time in Brazil and I'm not sure if I've mentioned this before. Maybe I have, but the, the day before the gym was opening, so it was on a, on a Sunday, we were opening on the Monday. On that Sunday – you know, we found out we were pregnant with Atlas. So I remember it was like, oh, fuck, this has to work, you know, because we're about to have a kid. And, and as, as we know, it has worked out. But the, the moment, that's definitely probably, I guess, not a moment. The moment itself wasn't some necessarily memorable thing. That's like an experience. It was, it was a bit of a clusterfuck actually opening the gym because I had a problem, a delay with the mats. And you asked, there's some people in the gym, asked like Dan and Jake, some of the OG members, like the who remembers the old mats, man, they were so bad. Oh, you had mats before these mats? Yeah, bro. So those mats were delayed, the shipment. Oh. And so then the gym was opened with, I was quite fortunate to have a few different people come together and lend me jigsaw mats, but none of them fit together because they were all different brands. (laughs) So I had these jigsaw (laughs) mats that were just – like all gaffer taped together and they, because they weren't my mats, I couldn't cut them like to fit in the corners properly. So there was bits of exposed wooden corners. Right, so you were doing like no stand up or anything? Oh no, we're doing it all bro. We're doing it all. I wonder if I've got any. Also they're the high quality ones. No. Okay, never mind. (laughs) Fuck me. (laughs) No, no, no. You guys are crazy. (laughs) Um, They were, I think, God, I'd have to go back to like very old Alliance Sydney Instagram posts. Wow, with the jigsaw. Yeah, I'll, I'll have a stalk. Like I'll see what I can all. find. But you'd you'd see the very old shitty mats, bro, and uh, yeah, they were quite painful. So it was a bit of a clusterfuck the actual opening of the gym, but just that as an accomplishment is definitely one of um, is definitely one of my biggest. I can't I have to go way back on Instagram. Is definitely one of my biggest accomplishments for sure. Like I said, I can't sit here and say oh, world champion, but I opened a gym that to this date is successful. Yeah, that's huge. So that's a short one. That's just a- That's huge. Not, you know, and even just running a successful small business, not many people make it. You know what I mean? Like, fuck, give yourself some credit, bro. Man, I've like nearly uh, expired all of my my points. I've got so many more. Yeah, I bet. I'm trying to narrow it down to five. Mate, do, you want, do you want me to already just do another one? Yeah, fuck, send I it. I kind of want to see your your reaction on video seeing these mats, bro. Yeah, <laughs> get so that reaction. Like, Zoom in. Well, look, I'll, I'll, take, a, I'll take an easy one. Um, I think- Another big moment for me was competing for the first time. And it's ironic. If you don't know, my first comp, I was a two-stripe white belt. I'd been training for three months, I think, and I was just frothing. Like I was frothing on jits. I was training so, so much. I was just absolutely loving the sport. Still am. Still training just as much. Anyway, first competition I did uh, in Nogi, I lost the final due to getting choked the fuck out. I went cold, great time. But then I came, I came around and I won the nogi in my my first comp. Um, you know, beating out a, a few guys, which which was great. But it was kind of like the realization that, kind of similar to the whole I was explaining. You know, winning first blue belt 
taught me that I could hang out with, with, with the blue belts, blah, blah, blah. But this was like different because it was like the first taste of it, you know, first taste of victory. And it's kind of like, hang on a minute. Like I, I have about three months of experience. I'm beating out guys that are looking at their blue belts. You know, this could be something I could be competitive. I'm not saying I could be a world champion, but I could be competitive. And um, yeah, so it was a good realization. So that was a really big moment. Very yeah, cliche, right. but yeah. No, no, but for sure you have that moment of like, hey, I, like, like similar mm. to the, the blue belt one. Hey, I can hang, I can do yeah, this, yeah. you know? Yeah, we can do this, yeah. My, um, you know, my sort of last moment, I guess, well, I've got, I've got heaps, right? Like one of the yeah. other ones, I don't want to actually, God, I'm trying to narrow it down. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like trying um, to scrape together four like <laughs> shitty fucking, oh, I went a white belt. Um, because I don't want to. I don't want us to run out of time. Another like, you know, a super fun moment. I'll keep this one brief because I do want to mention um, a couple of other ones was, was this one time, this one time that I swept Fabio from half guard despite his best efforts not to get swept. Oh, And I remember, God, it felt good. And it was also with only, you know, 10 seconds left or something, man, it was like him with Ollie, like, you know, cause I remember I was, if you don't know Fabio, he's known for brutal top pressure. Right. And yeah, like you being on the bottom with Fabio is not what you want. And yeah, I remember trying to bridge. I was doing this particular sweep that I do. That's from, I never actively look for this sweep because it's a sweep you do when they've got the cross face and the underhook. It's, you know, kind of your last ditch effort sweep. So I would never actively go to this position, but that's where I was because fuck, I was against Fabio. And I think I was a blue belt at the time. Maybe I was a purple, one of the two. And I remember like tried to sweep bridge, blah, blah, blah. And like, I got it right in the end and there's only 10 seconds left. And Fabio's desperately trying not to let me consolidate the sweep. And I remember when the time went out, it was like with Ollie, he was like, fuck. Like he was like, <laughs> fuck, I didn't get, you know. He wasn't like furious like Ollie was because he's like fucking nobody blue belt or whatever. But I just remember I was like, I remember being so glad the clock ran out too because I yeah, was like, yeah, otherwise yeah. I was in for an ass whooping, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, they're going to turn Because it, it reminds me, actually one time I was training with Langy and I swept him with this beautiful fucking – Spider guard lasso arm drag sort of sweep thing. I'll show you one time. <laughs> and it was guard, fucking lasso, beautiful and it was so clean and it was just like, man, money. <laughs> and I swept him and then he was instantly like, ah, oh, hell no. It's <laughs> like swept me back past me, yep. choked me out. And yep. I was like, just oh, smashed him. like yeah. straight away. Not even, not even as in, oh, and then he got me. It was like, 10 seconds later, he yep. swept me, past me, choked me. And I was like, no. Levels <laughs> the game. Yeah. Um, another one that is definitely for me a big moment or accomplishment is, is just actually surviving that time in Brazil. It, I ran into someone the other day who I, I know through jiu-jitsu. I don't see them a lot, but I just ran into them and he knows a bunch of people in jiu-jitsu and knows a bunch of the the younger up-and-coming Australian uh, competitors. And he was like, yeah, man, those guys always talk so fondly of you. They're always like, oh, man, Adam, you know, no, that's like a legit black belt. Adam went to Brazil when it was like not real friendly to gringos and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I guess that's kind of when I was there, you know. 
I've, I've said heaps of times, it was just me and my friend Ali were like the only foreigners who full-time lived and trained there. The foreigners who came and went and passed through were always treated really well, but me and Ali were always treated like outsiders because we lived there. Mm. Like, especially in the beginning, it was kind of like we were stealing their secrets or something. Mm. Um, so just, you know, I don't know, maybe some people, some Australians have gone to Brazil whether it's jujitsu related or not, and they've loved living there. But for me, it was really hard, you know, five years there. I remember we moved to Sao Paulo on a Monday and by Thursday I was like, fuck this city. And, and my opinion of it never changed. Fuck, man, that's so rough. <laughs> like I really didn't enjoy living there. I mean, there's lot, don't get me wrong. There's lots of good things. The people are amazing. Obviously the, the jujitsu is amazing. The food's amazing, but you know, it was just for me, I don't want to go too much into it because I'm not he, not sitting here just to crap on Sao Paulo, but it was just a hard time living there. Even though my wife's Brazilian, she doesn't have family in Sao Paulo, so it wasn't like we were with family or anything. It was just a hard time and we lived it really rough. And, you know, I had three surgeries while I was in Brazil, so there was uh, it was just a hard time. So for me, like graduating my jiu-jitsu university, that's definitely also – I mean, I would put that up there with like getting my black belt and opening the gym, just actually making it through that. that you were there for five years, Brazil. man. Like, yeah. That's a fucking long time to be grinding out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the whole time was a bit of a grind. Yeah. Yeah. Five years, like hard training every day, you know. Yeah. And in that five years, I only visited Australia once. So I only came home once in five years for a holiday. Uh, yeah. So it was pretty hard. But yeah, I'm, I'm I'm glad I did it. I think it gave me the qualifications and everything that I have now. Uh, and, but yeah, uh, before we run out of time, I did want to the last one I want to mention. I'm just I know your list is you, you're running out of stuff, Kieran. My so list I'll is dog shit, you. man. You can fucking <laughs> you, you take over, bro. <laughs> I'm clutching at straws here, buddy. <laughs> Kieran's like, and that time, I, yeah, you know, that first time I really. Like the, the knot in my belt was just. Oh, mate. Like, oh, the way God. I tie that belt. Actually, that is a highlight of mine, learning how to tie my belt. Um, Eat a dick. The, <laughs> is the, maybe a bit more sort of profound, I guess. Maybe, maybe that's the wrong word. But when I have students or parents like talk to me and say, again, I had someone this morning who's like, oh, Man, I don't, I don't know if you realize. I hope you. He said, "I hope you realize, you know what what you've built here, and you know how much we get out of this." And you know, oh, I've been living in Sydney for for five years and had not really made any friends, and then now I train here, and the way that you you treat people, and the way that you know now that these guys that I train with, they're my friends, and it's just amazing. Or I've had parents say to me, "Oh." know my son he's such a different person now like you don't realize how much you've helped him grow and whatever another guy i've had say to me literally said and you, you you saved my life you don't you don't understand i'm like oh, it's not that big of a deal i'm just teaching jiu-jitsu and he's like no you don't you don't understand man you don't understand what i've been going through and how you've saved my life by by you know how jiu-jitsu saved my life mm. and so that's that's definitely really special and that's something that I hope will continue to happen for the rest of my career. But I don't know, it's hard to fully 
understand how much of a positive impact you can have on someone's life because for everyone it's different. But it means a lot when I hear that from students or parents or whatever. It's definitely one of the reasons I do what I do. It's not like I like you less because you haven't said that to me. I just like you less (laughs) anyway. (laughs) But, (laughs) But you know, like, okay, so for me, jujitsu is what I do for a career, but is it something that saved my life? No, not necessarily. It wasn't like I was on my way to juvie and then I found jujitsu. But, you know, other people, uh, you know, I've had students who – Maybe they haven't said jujitsu saved my life in those words, but they've said something like, oh man, I easily could have gone down a path of like drugs and guns and whatever. And all my friends from school are in in and out of jail and jujitsu keeps me kind of on the straight and narrow or whatever. You can, it's such a powerful tool to positively impact people's lives. Yeah. Especially for kids or teenagers through their formative years. I think it's really powerful and if I can help do that and I really try to create a, a, an atmosphere at the gym that allows f- – that services everyone and what I mean by that is I want a gym where you can have this really hard competitive training but it doesn't – you know, we can all still be friends and you can, all, you can also at the same time help people grow as an individual, that more sort of profound la-di-da-di side of it. I think it's a super important part of the community of jiu-jitsu and what we do. And, yeah, I, for me that's really special. It's one of the best moments slash accomplishments slash reason I do it to positively impact people's lives, not only make them better at jiu-jitsu, but if they can just by default of being in the gym be a happier person, I mean that, that pays dividends to me. <laughs> Kieran's got Profound this look. Man. Kieran's like, got this look on his face of I understood nothing. No, no. <laughs> you do not know how to read people's faces, Adam. No, well, we've established not. I don't know how to read at all, <laughs> let alone a face. <laughs> yeah, but it Bullshit. is. It's really yeah. special, man. Like when someone, yeah, you know, absolutely. like I, I, don't, I can't think how to put it into other words. But yeah, I've literally had people say, "Man, you saved my life," and yeah. I'm like. I'm like, man, not surely not, you know? And they're like, no, you don't get it. You know, they're simply telling me you don't. And I don't know, maybe this person is sitting there, maybe they're not divulging everything. For all I know, they're sitting there being like, dude, you don't realize, like I, the gun was loaded. Mm. You're like, I don't know. Maybe mm. someone was, as in you saved my life, as in I was suicidal or something. I don't know. Yeah. But so they might mean it with the full weight of those words. Mm. But even if it's not to that extreme, like the guy this morning was saying, it's just like, man, just he wasn't saying it as in, oh, I'm going to cry, you saved my life. But he's just like, man, I've been in Sydney for five years, didn't really make any friends, and now I'm here in this training, this awesome sport that I love, and I'm making friends, and like, fuck, like it's amazing. Like I have something now, you know, and that's huge. It's awesome. You can make someone happy, you know. If I can make you happy and choke you at the same time, Wait, maybe Wait, I'm hang in, on a minute. Maybe I'm in the wrong industry. <laughs> hang on. Let me uh, rethink my business approach. Yeah, there's a niche for that. Yeah, but it's definitely what it's – yeah, I like seeing people get better at jiu-jitsu, of course, but, you know, if I can – Have a positive impact in, on people's lives and have a profound impact, you would yeah. say. You know, like uh, awesome. another recent one was – Let's say when Sophia won that last competition, Sophia, a, a purple belt of mine, 
she was only recently a, a blue belt. She'd gone a long time only ever getting silver. So it was really important. Like she really wanted to win a gold. And I remember just any little role I played in that achievement of hers to win a gold at blue belt, like I was just like super pumped on that, you know, that was maybe selfishly I was super pumped about it. But it's like more for her, I think. But like moments like that, I, I really in, enjoy with jujitsu, or even, you know, sometimes, you know, just being able to, I don't know, help a kid, stop them from crying and make them feel better or whatever. Yeah. I like that side of things. You're a good as, guy, as, Adam. As well as ripping your legs off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think they would be, you know, if I tried to narrow it down to five moments slash accomplishments, yeah, be. I'm no world champion, but for me, they're the things that I've accomplished and the things that uh, – the moments that are important to me. You're a champion in my eyes. Oh, thanks, man. Anyway. Oh, I forgot to mention that day. All right, Kieran said I had to stay this. The number one accomplishment is when Kieran Lefebvre started training with me. Excellent. Yay. And on that note, <laughs> <laughs> there's no gun to his head. Guys, remember episode 90 is our next Ask a Black Belt. By the time you, if you're listening to this live, you'll still have a little bit of time to get in your audio questions. Yeah, you have a week. Let's Instagram. Go. It's in the link tree in the bio, right? Click mm. on the link, audio question. Uh, if you want to go a bit further, we've got our Patreon. Mm. Episode 100 is coming up as well. So that's going to be cool. And otherwise, we will catch you on the flip side.